You are listening to TLRStation.com. Worldly Connections is all about bringing magic into your life. Jana Wizawadi, visionary coach and consultant, is on a mission to empower people to keep moving forward, have a vision, and trust that something good will come of it. Worldly Connections inspires listeners to live happy and be happy through the power of conversation and positive energy from Janet and other experts who believe that life is a team sport and when you work together, miracles happen. And now, here is your host, Janet Wizawati. Thank you for tuning in to Worldly Connections, where we believe life is a team sport and when we all work together, miracles happen. But how do we know who to work with, what books to read, what people to connect with, what shows to go to? I am outrageously curious about just about everything because we don't know what we don't know. So I bring you people and stories that maybe will help you go on your journey. And today we have the wonderful friend of mine, Sherry Fink, who is amazing. I met her in 2010 and I can't believe how much she's grown. It's just like from not being an author, working in corporate to uh, now being a what, seven books out and all kinds of awards. Right, Sherry? Yes, it's very exciting. <laughs> so I'm going to give you her bio. I could tell you all kinds of things, but I will stick to the bio because she's, she's got it condensed or we'd be here all day. <laughs> Sherry Pink is an inspirational speaker, a number one best-selling author, an award-winning entrepreneur, and the founder of the whimsical world of Sherry Fink brand. All five of her children's books were number one bestsellers. Sherry's newest adventure is a contemporary romance. She was inspired to write Cake in Bed, her debut novel, to empower women to be their authentic selves and to not settle for less than they deserve in life or in love, because everyone deserves to have their cake and eat it too, preferably in bed. Welcome, (laughs) Sherry. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I have to tell you this little story before we go on to the questions, but my husband was watching Netflix in bed the other day, and he, he got up, and, and he wants something to eat, and he got back into bed, and he says, see, I'm eating cake in bed. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. <laughs> so, and I know you've met him, but it's, uh, it, he's just that kind of quirky guy, and and supports me and everything. So uh, I'm ha- so happy to have you, Sherry. And now, can we share with, with some of those budding authors or wannabe authors, how did you become a writer? Uh, you know, it's funny. It was kind of by accident, which I think is how the most beautiful things unfold in our lives. But as you mentioned before, I was in the corporate world um, for a long time, and I focused on online marketing, and I worked really, really hard, and I kept getting promoted and rewarded, and I just, my soul wasn't in it. I had lost that inner connection with myself, and it was a really difficult time for me. And while I was going through all this soul searching, um, I had this gift of adversity, and this woman that I worked with was bullying me, and it was really, really bad, and for me, very heartbreaking because you know me, I I try to do the right thing. I don't like creating conflict. I, you know, I never want to stoop to the level of the way that this person was treating me. Um, So I was driving to work one day and I was crying. I was so upset. Like I just didn't want to go, but I had worked too hard to run away. 
So I had this moment of surrender where I was like, I will do anything to make this better. Help me. And I had no more ego about it. Like I had tried everything and I was finally open. And when I, I had that moment of surrender, this little idea came to me. It was like a little seed. And it was about a little rose that grows up in a weed bed and thinks that she's the weed and then comes to find out that she's really a beautiful rose, no matter what anyone else says or thinks about it. And in that moment, the, the, the idea came, and then almost instantly, the story wrote through me in the car. I was pulling bits of paper out of my purse. It was written on the back of an envelope um, with a mini golf pencil, because that's what was in my console. And I wrote it at the stoplights, and it flowed through me from the very beginning to the very end. And afterward, I put it away for a long time, but I made a deal with myself. And this was a big deal for me. Um, I said, one year from this day, I will either be working at some, another company, I'll be doing something different, or I'll be running my own business. And I stuck to that date. And so I'd put that story away. I had no idea what it was. Like I just, I just kind of disregarded it as some fluke, you know, crazy, surreal experience, put it away. And then I attended the conference where I met you in 2010, Jack Canfield's Breakthrough to Success. And while I was there, I had a random conversation with someone I believe to be an earth angel who kept pushing me about writing and asking me, like, what do you write? What do you write? What do you write? And she would not leave me alone. I finally just said, I have this little story. And when I told her the story, she said, I got goosebumps. You have to do something with that because my grandchildren need that message. And that was the first time I thought that might be a children's book. And then the idea of it was so scary and yet so deliciously juicy that I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was like I was intoxicated by the idea of it. And as scared as I was, I just made a decision when I got home. I said, you know, I'm going to produce this book and I'm going to do it fast because if I don't do it fast, I'm going to chicken out. So I just went after it and Within six months after that conference, I had published the book. Two weeks later, it became a number one bestseller on Amazon in its category, and it stayed at number one for 60 weeks, and it changed the trajectory of my life and my career and actually like of what I thought was possible in the world, and so... <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> became a writer when I didn't even know that that's what I was destined to be. <laughs> well, I, I love the children's books and, and uh, as you know, I order them from you and I give them as baby gifts or my nieces have them. They, they're just awesome. And you've got the five, five of them, right? You've got the little yes. rose, the little gnome, the little firefly. Uh, the little seahorse. I love the little seahorse. And what's the last one? <laughs> Exploring one. the garden with the little rose. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. So, so you've got something for everybody. And I'm just going to just switch here a little bit. Can you not download some coloring pages also from your website? Yes, yes. I have um, several coloring pages for each of the children's books and then activity sheets for the alphabet book for the littler kids. And then I also have um, lesson plans that the LA Unified School District created for each of the books. So for teachers who are uh, grades K through third, there's tons of resources on the website for free. Um, the website is www.sherryfink.com. 
and you can get all kinds of goodies right there. Wonderful. Because you, you know what? There's lots of people that homeschool and, and stuff, but and I work in the uh, Eastern Arctic uh, on and off, and they don't have as access, but your book is up there in their library now. One oh, or two wonderful. of them. <laughs> Thanks to another Earth angel named Janet. <laughs> so you've written the five, and, and we've talked about the bestseller in that, but you also have uh, an inspirational success journal as well, don't you? Is that still available? It is. So um, years ago, I started studying personal development really hardcore. And, and that's what, right when I started, the first conference I ever went to was Jack's. And that's the one where you and I met. And yeah. then I would study principles from Brendan Burchard and um, Tony Robbins and all these thought leaders. And even in the fitness industry, like all these different aspects of life that I, I realized I wanted to gain momentum in and move forward for my own life. And I would listen to what they suggested that you do in a day and I would test everything out. And I found like what I believe to be the best formula for me. And I needed a way to put it all on paper so that I'd have one sheet a day and I would be able to uh, make progress toward my major goals and cultivate more balance and extraordinary self-care in my life because that was an area that I was severely lacking in. And then about two years ago, I started getting asked a lot by media, what do you do? Like you're, they were like amazed at what I had accomplished in a short period of time. And, and when I look back on it, I'm amazed too. Um, and they would ask me, what do you do in a day? And I'd be like, well, I do a lot of things and it's really hard to describe like in a little soundbite. So I said, I just, you know, I, ha- I have this journal that I use that I've created and people are like, oh, I need that. I want that too. Can I see that? And so And I had had an earlier version, my very first independently published project years ago. Um, So I had a little bit of experience. Yeah, it was called Dreams Come True Journal. Yeah, yeah. And then I took everything I learned from that, and then I had refined it over the years. And I really wanted a pink pink cover because that's just that's just what I wanted, and I called it my bliss book. And so I I created it and I published it. Not not really focusing too hard on it. But when people ask me, what do you do? I say, this is it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I get really positive feedback on that too, because a lot of people, they're just, they have the excitement, but it's difficult to maintain the momentum on a day-to-day basis, you know, because life is so, it's so easy to get caught up in the everyday demands that we have on ourselves and on our families and our businesses, that if you're not consciously taking action, each week toward your dream, it's much less likely to happen. So, um, so my goal of course is to help people create more bliss in their lives. And you do. uh, (laughs) Now I, I know you have one more thing then it's not on, on my list, but I remember you also have an album out, don't you? I actually have two, believe it or not. Two albums now. Yes. Um, Love Notes, Smooth Mix for the Passionate Soul came out December 2014. And that album um, was all full of inspirational messages with cool music that was designed to help kind of get you into the flow, kind of have you pull back from whatever stresses that you're experiencing in the moment and remember who you are and what's possible for your life. So that album came out, and it actually it became number one on the spoken word uh, bestseller list on Amazon, which was crazy because like Deepak Chopra is on that list. 
So it was an amazing honor. And then my producer, who's based in the UK, came to me and he said, you know, I think these songs are really hot. We should um, make a dance album out of it. And that sounded crazy to me, but he started like mixing the tracks. And I was like, you know, I really like that. It's kind of upbeat. So you can listen to it in the car or when you're cooking in the kitchen or, you know, so that album came out um, about a year ago, actually April last year. And it's, it's really cool because it's a way to reach people in a different format because some people respond well to reading things. Some people respond well to hearing them. And I personally enjoy it. Like I get on a plane, I'm listening to my relaxing songs and, you know, <laughs> it's my album, which is so funny to me, but, um, but delicious what's, all the same. <laughs> what's the name of this one? It's also called Love Notes, but it's Dance okay. Mix. Okay. Yeah. And one, the first one has a, a white background on the cover and the uh-huh. second one is a black background. So, cause it's the, you know, the nighttime version. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, now we're getting to the other part here. Cake and Bed. Can you tell us <laughs> something about Cake and Bed, your seventh book? I'm like, yes, I'll have some, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Cake and Bed is really a fun, um, I'm going to call it not a departure, but an expansion of and my inspirational brand because I was inspired to write it about three years ago and I've been working on it behind the scenes all this time. And then last year I finally decided this is the year it's going to get done this year. And then I rearranged my whole life saying no to all kinds of awesome things just so I could get this book done. And I'm so happy I did because the book is really about embracing who you are And then not settling for less than what you know and feel is right in your heart that you deserve in life or love. And I'm getting such good feedback on it. Like everything from, you know, I see myself in this main character and I want to, I want to demand better of my life too. I want to rise to the occasion or women saying, you know, I really want a Nick who's the hero. I really want a Nick in my life. You know, I want to be a Nick for somebody And that's really beautiful. And then surprisingly, I get messages from men who are saying, you know, I had this idea to write a novel years ago. Some of them romance, some of them erotic novels um, when they get the letters. And they're like, and I put it away. And reading your book and seeing the success you've had with it has inspired me to go pull it out of the drawer. And I just think that's the most I mean, that's the cool thing. I mean, that's why you do your show, right? Because people hear something and it connects within their soul to a part that maybe they abandoned or they forgot about. And they're like, wow, if it's possible for her, maybe it's possible for me too. Maybe that dream can live. And that's just been the biggest blessing is is not only the accomplishment of the goal, because it was really challenging to write a novel, extremely hard, Um, but to have people connect with it on different levels and have it inspire them. And I have some friends who have said that they're having conversations with their teenage daughters because the main character goes through, um, well, she goes through a learning curve, right? Like she, just like yeah. we all do in our lives. And, and she's, she has a transformation within the story that the women are having conversations with their daughters so that they maybe don't have such a steep learning curve. And uh, I just think that's really beautiful. 
Yes, and it's time for a break. So we'll take a little breather here. And uh, thanks, Sherry. I just want to get back into this some more. So when we return, we're speaking with Sherry Fink. And Sherry Fink's going to tell us a little bit more about her book, Cake in Bed, and then what's up next for her. And thanks, Sherry. We'll talk to you in a few minutes. Need to book an appointment with a holistic health provider or find resources and products in Edmonton and surrounding area? Not exactly quite sure who to contact or where to begin your search? Your Holistic Earth is the only online holistic marketplace that connects people like you who need help to the holistic health practitioners who provide a complete range of professional services and products. Look no further. Your Holistic Earth is your online holistic marketplace for a healthier and happier you. For everything holistic, visit yourholisticearth.ca. That's yourholisticearth.ca. This is TLRStation.com. Welcome back to the second half of Worldly Connections on the TLR Station. Before the break, we've been talking with Sherry Fink about her uh, seventh book, Cake in Bed. And uh, I just want to know more, Sherry. Like, I know that when the book arrived, my granddaughter, who's 15, says, I want to read that book. I want to read that book because... Remember, Sherry, she read when she, well, this five years, six, almost six years ago, that she read The Little, little Rose for you. I remember. And yes, remember, she had grateful. that little T-shirt with a rose on, and we didn't even realize <laughs> that, that she was wearing that. So that was, that was really, really cool. So, so what else is in store? What, uh, I know you had a big gala that, unfortunately, I couldn't make. Uh, to the cake in bed, and I hear that was amazing. Uh, you put on a good show. I'm going to be at the next one, believe me. So what <laughs> else can you share with my listeners? Um, I would love to share a little bit. Um, well, I know a lot of people, they're very afraid to go after the big dream, or if they're known in one space, to branch out and try something different. And I was in that boat too. But with cake, it was like, I felt so compelled. I couldn't not do it. And when I first started writing it, I didn't know what it was. But when I was writing, I felt very connected to myself and my higher self. And I knew that it was um, divinely inspired, just like the little rose was and the other books have been. So I guess one of the, if I could impart a message to anyone is to trust that when you have that feeling of connection, even if you have fear coming from the ego, like if you embrace the connection part and you keep taking action, even when it's difficult, eventually the path will, will be shown to you and, and it will be, um, it will be worth it. It will be fulfilling. It will be juicy. It may be hard work, but it will be well worth it. Wonderful. What a great message. Now, what is, what was the highlight of your success so far? What is it? Um, you know, I have two probably favorite moments with each book. Um, mm -hmm. The first one is when I get the first print copy in my hand. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing like that feeling um, where you've been working so hard and putting so much effort into something and you imagine it in your mind. But then when you hold it 
for the first time. It's so much better than, than your imagination. Like that is always like, it moves me to tears. It, it just, it's so beautiful. And I want every aspiring author to one day have that feeling. That's why you have to finish so you can hold it in your hands <laughs> for that magical moment. And then the other one is hearing from readers. Um, with the children's books, like when I first did The Little Rose, I was so focused on like getting it done and out there despite my own fears that I never ever thought about someone else sending me a letter or emailing me or coming to see me at a festival. Like that wasn't even in my brain at the time. So when it started happening and I started getting messages like from London and Bali and all these places, I was just, I don't know, my, it filled my heart so much to know that my story and my personal like challenge was then helping other people overcome their own. And I think that's the same been the same with cake is that it's just a whole nother level. Like you mentioned the world premiere party, it was in Beverly Hills. It was um, something I had been dreaming of for years. And I just really wanted to honor the people who believed in my dream. And we had a red carpet. We had an amazing musician. We had uh, my, the, the guy who emceed the event was my friend. He's a former mayor of Burbank. He used to work for Dick Clark. Like, He's a publisher. Like it's just amazing the pe- the the people who were there and the food and the the champagne and the cake and of course it was red velvet because you have to have red velvet cake <laughs> and uh, and it was so incredible. I even had a um, a London jeweler named Bocure who sent me a five carat ring that I could give away to one of my uh, one of my people at the party. And wow. so it, it unfolded. I basically gave 75 people the most romantic date I could imagine. <laughs> and it was incredible. And in that moment, like my family flew in. We had 12 people who traveled from other places who flew, who actually flew to the event in Beverly Hills. And when I was like looking around the room, it just, I, it, it just touched me on such a deep level. Like it's, you know, you have those moments where it just feels like you're just working, 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 working. And then you have that moment of clarity where you're like, oh my gosh, like this is really happening. And to be surrounded by so many people I loved and respected and to celebrate with them, it was just, it was literally the best night of my life so far. So the bar is very high. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think that a lot of people, a lot of people don't celebrate right? We, we work, 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 work and do, 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 do. And I know that uh, after I recovered from my car accident um, and some other issues, I told my daughter, you're throwing me a big birthday party because we're <laughs> celebrating that I'm still here. And I think celebration is a, a so much a big part of our journey and that a piece is missing if you've been on this journey and you don't celebrate when you're when you succeed or when you make a completion it's like an ending without an ending i totally and, agree and i think so, it's important to celebrate along the way too mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's so many milestones like just for example with a book finishing the first draft most people yeah. never get that far yeah so celebrating that is huge finishing mm-hmm. the editing oh my goodness like <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's like even bigger than the book itself. Like the editing is so hard. So I think having the um, 
the built-in milestones and knowing like, Hey, when I get to this level, like when I get the editing done, then I'm going to go do this for myself. I'm going to celebrate with my friends. I'm going to do this. And, and for me, like if I could do, if my, in my ideal world, if I could just do the things I loved, I would create, I would connect and I would travel. And and I have a feeling that yours would be very similar. (laughs) Oh, you bet. (laughs) But I love making things. I love um, like everything from painting to dancing to just creatively expressing myself. And if I can do it in a way that connects with others through the books, through music, through live experiences, that's like the best feeling. And just connecting with people on that heart level and, and people share their dreams with me all the time. And I feel so honored to hold the space for them to achieve their dream because I know what's possible, you know, anything. And then the travel part too, like that's just, that's just the icing on the cake. Right. So I think (laughs) doing everything that we can and that's in alignment with what we really, really love and then celebrating the successes along the way. It's just, it's huge. Well, and you're, I just can't believe, I was really sorry I couldn't be there. And I know my friend, our friend, Sandra, was there. And she's told me all about how wonderful it was. But I I know that you're doing, you're making such a positive difference in other arenas. I recently saw uh, you shared that, he, was he 13 years old that you mentored to write a book? Yes. And he is the second mm-hmm. child that I've mentored. Um, the first one, she was 11. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do mentor aspiring authors and I help them finish writing their book or start writing their book if, it, if it's not even begun yet. And then uh, I teach them how to publish it so they can be independent, own all their own rights, um, mm-hmm. basically make their own business out of it, and then how they can market it to reach a broader audience. And when he stood up, like, so he did it, we worked, we've been working together for almost a year and mm-hmm. I went to his school presentation where the entire school and all the families and grandparents, everybody was there. And he was on stage talking about the process of writing a book. And he read his story and, and he had a nice PowerPoint. I was so impressed with him. <laughs> and I just, I don't think I've ever felt that proud of another human being. And I, you know how I am. I love my friend's yeah. successes, my nephew. I love him dearly, but but there was something about connecting with him on an every other week basis and knowing the struggle that he went through that made it so satisfying to see his dream come true. And because he did the exact same things we would have to do as an author, as yeah. a grown up. And he would go through struggles of time management and people wanting a lot of things from him and how to manage that and, and still pursue his dream. And and I told him one day when we he was stressed out and we were talking about the challenges, you know, of, of budgeting your time and prioritizing what really matters and being able to say no with grace to things that aren't a priority right now. And I said, mm-hmm. you know what? You are a real author now because this is exactly what I'm going through for a novel mm-hmm. that you're going through with your book, but you're just doing it at 13. So <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing. And we had, um, we had our first radio show together. That was his first ever. And then we did a signing together in our local community uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's just really fun to see him blossom and grow into the author. I knew he was, you know, when he first approached me. So yeah, I love it. That, 
And I vaguely remember now when you said, because I was thinking 11, but it was a little girl that you helped before, right? Yes, yes, a little girl who's also extraordinary, who's working on her first novel now. She had a children's picture book a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just might have to, uh, I just might have to interview him. Oh, he, he is a great interview. He's got great stories. He's very dedicated and he's just fun. You know, he's just a pure soul and I love his mm -hmm. book and I love being a part of his journey because I know he's going to go so far. Yeah, and, and the fact that I know Hannah and Tamara have written a children's book, just out, outlined it, and uh, it's about Hannah's uh, first pony. He was a, a miniature Welsh pony that escaped everything. You, you, <laughs> we put him in a chain-link fence with the dogs, and he got out. And the neighbor watched him. He got he laid down and rolled under the chain link. The dogs didn't oh think about goodness. it, but I, I think he he had the extra weight. But I'm sure they'll be talking to you in the future about that. Awesome. So I, I just love watching what you're doing. And so, what's next for you, Sherry? Um, well, right now I have a bunch of projects that I'm working on, and some of them are top secret. But I will share. Um, a few. So I'm really focused on speaking right now because I want to reach more people. And I found that you know, speaking is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, like I just spoke for the American Association of University Women this past weekend. I keynoted for them and I've got um, a children's hospital visit coming up. And there's just, there's just a lot of opportunity there to reach people in a new way, you know, in a bigger way. And, um, yeah. and while I'm doing that, I also want to grow my business internationally so that the children's books can go to the kids in, in their native languages in countries where they, they really need those empowering messages. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, I'm actively pursuing. And then um, also working on the sequel to Cake in Bed. But well, that'll I'm doing be this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm doing it a little differently than the first one because right now I need the break. You know, yeah. I was so focused for so long that I, I want to focus on growing the rest of the business while working on that and not set a date and then try to work to it right now. Like I'm, I'm writing as I'm inspired so that it'll be very organic and in integrity with the characters rather than trying to contrive it to a certain date, you know? So, uh, wow. so we'll see. And, and it amuses me too. Like, I, I don't know, like the music you can always came out come of nowhere. To Canada, okay? You never you know, can right? Come visit us. Just come visit us up here, right? Oh, I'd we'd love like, to visit you. <laughs> we, we'd like you to, we'd like you to come and visit. And, uh, so I think our time is up, Sherry, but, I love talking with you, and we're going to have to do this again because we'll check in and see what else you're up to. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Excellent. And if people would like to connect with me, yes, they can please. find me on my website at www.sherryfink.com, and it's spelled S-H-E-R-I-F-I-N-K.com. And I'm also very active on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash sherryfinkfan. And then on Instagram and Twitter, I am Sherry underscore Fink. And I'd love to connect. Well, I'm connected and I'm staying connected. And uh, I share you wherever I can. So I will talk to you soon.
Thank you so much, Janet. This was awesome. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to Worldly Connections here on TLRStation.com, powered by Tenacious Living International, where it's all about living outside the box. Have a great day, and everyone, and tune in next week and prepare to be inspired. Are you interested in appearing on Worldly Connections, ready to work together and make miracles happen? Then Janet wants to hear from you. Contact her at Janet at FamilyConnect.com. That's Janet at FamilyConnect, spelled C-O-N-N-E-K-T dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Tune in next week, same day and time.